We're talking this week about over-busying our child, about being our child's own performance enhancement drug, but it all begins with the parent and their perception of what success is as a person and a parent. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And I think if we're all honest with ourselves as parents, we are so busy and in some minute way, we kind of like it. I think we're proud of it. I <laughs> yeah. think parents, and I'm going to take a shot at your gender here. I think moms are proud of how many balls they can keep in the air. Because we much... can multitask and we can Yes, there's get a song <laughs> actually that stirred up and it was the old Angelique commercial. You know, she can do this, she can do this, stir it up in a pan blah, 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 and she looked great, and she looked like she just came from work, and there was nobody throwing up on her yet. Uh, and moms look at that, and basically, if you use this perfumer, I don't even know what Anjali was, but if you use right. this, you're in, because you're a success. We have to define what it means to be successful as a person. We have to define what it means to be successful as a uh, parent, and what we will define in success of our children. And I think we've looked for some areas like grades. My child is more successful if they get better grades, and this is a tough one, because a lot of parents feel that. Or activities. How many things has my child been able to do because I've been able to fit it in the schedule, find the right person? And if we're not careful, we're subcontracting our children out. We're subcontracting the parenting out. Mm-hmm. And we think it makes the child feel better. It just makes the child feel busier. Uh, and children don't know how to deal with it. But I agree with the way you started today. It all starts with what I, as a person, as a parent, and maybe as a mom, feel this makes me feel successful if I can do this mm-hmm. well. But if I can take a shot at your gender, Good, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think men also, they go to work and they spend so much time and just doing things also that the kids sometimes ask, you know, where's dad? Why isn't he home? Why did he have to work late again? And, uh, you know, there are reasons for it, obviously. And it's a tough time in the economy. But I think there has to be balance even for men, too, because everything's about I have to be excellent. I have to succeed. Well, let me come back at be, your gender. then. OK. And it's changing. There is, and there have been several recent, not only journal articles, but now magazine articles on the redefining of masculinity, which is very interesting Mm -hmm. right now. But a little more in my generation, still some in your generation, that I define my success as what I can provide for my family right? uh, if I'm not careful. And I can be pushed on that if you, as a wife, push me too much in that, and we need this, and we need that, and we, and all of a sudden, as I feel like a provider, I almost feel like I can back away. I'm providing well. Now, you drop them off at all the places, even though you have a career as well. Right. So it's a very interesting time, but the beauty of this time is it's not working. Mm. And the beauty of this time is financially it's not working. We have to redefine our expectations of what success is Mm -hmm. as a provider. And the schedules aren't working because we're all out there clicking on all cylinders. And so what are we doing? Are we dropping our children off and entertaining them to death and not being a family? We're just this great collective where people come for warmth and food and shelter and then head back out or get dropped off back out there. I think as parents, and I'm going to come back at you, (laughs) I think as moms, I think you have to define what success is. And if you go to enough meetings and hear enough super moms, uh, whatever that means, talk about all the things they're signing their children up for. There was a woman, and I'm careful about this, but there was a woman in in, uh, my wife's life who, uh, as we were growing up in Rosemary's life, had children parallel to us, uh, four children, two boys and two girls, and uh, she was able to drop them off everywhere. And Rosemary is a little bit of a pleaser. 
and uh, Rosemary grew up in, in a Christian home, and her parents are, uh, her mom, dad's a pastor, and so it, she grew up with a little bit of guilt in her life where guilt was a motivator. Now, I love that as a husband. I love to push the guilt button to get what I want. <laughs> you know but, it. Yes, I do. It's awesome. It's uh, devious, and God continually <laughs> punishes me for that? it. Yes, it's sad. It's sad. I'm not going to have you motivate me with guilt here, Bob. I can hear her saying that. But this woman early on in our lives, Rosemary and I knew we're not going to sign him up for all these extra things. Uh, we're going to pick our priorities and work through them. But this woman made her feel and her children were out there and, and doing all these things successfully. But I got to tell you, they're not successful today. They are not successful today. Not one of them has stayed in a marriage. Not mm. one. And it breaks your heart because if you would look at them and even with their going off to school and some of them with their degrees and some of them not because they didn't make it through school and right out of high school pregnancies and all these other things. But it was performance, 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 performance. And these two little girls performed for their boyfriends off in college. Mm. And so what we have to back up and you have to decide what is success. But here's the bigger one before you decide what is success as a mom. Who's the audience you're playing for? Whose applause do you want? Because that mom sorority is a very tight sorority. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we come to the sorority party regularly and you all meet and talk and there's that one that's got their kids signed up for everything and we don't see the end of the story, but I'm old enough to tell you the end of the story. Mm -hmm. You got to back up and say, what will I be glad I did? And what will I wish I had done and start doing it now? So you've got as a mom, as a parent, as couples, we have to decide what is success. In our own lives. Yes. But, and then also in our, our children's yes. lives. And it, but that's that's hard because we want to be successful. And honestly, we get a rush. For who? You have to decide who to be successful for. I know, I know. You have to decide. And I think that's what God was saying to Joshua in Joshua chapter 24. I'm going to give you all the land. It's an amazing thing, God says. I, I mean, in Joshua, it's not in 24. It's in the early on in the book of Joshua. Moses is dead. It's in the first six verses of Joshua chapter one. I'm going to give you all the land, all the land. So don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. I'm going to give you all the land. Everywhere you step your foot, I'm going to give it to you. And three times God says, don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. And he says, don't turn to the right or to the left. Whoa, what does that mean? If you're going to give me all the land, why would I do that? Because Joshua, people are going to try to distract you over what is success. Mm -hmm. And what is success? He says it in 24. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The audience in the grandstand of my playing field has to be God. And I have to keep going after that. And there's many, 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 many good moms and good moms and dads that get distracted over what success is, sign them up. It's not about the soccer. I love soccer. I think soccer is, and this is this will get people disagreeing with me, but that's okay, the purest of all sports for children. You are running your brains out. And anyone who wants to, but you got to work hard. Mm -hmm. Anyone who wants to can do that if they want to work at it. It's not like you know some other sports where you just got to have it. This is, I love soccer. But for me, soccer was not to go to the city championship. It was for my son to give everything he had in there, go with all his might, never quit, but be a team player and gracious and listen to what the coach is screaming from the sidelines and be moldable and teachable. We have to decide as parents what the goal is. And uh, it, it was very, very, very interesting when my son was getting ready to go to college. He was accepted at uh, a great school. He was accepted at Wheaton. And my wife's family is three generations Wheaton. And I went up to speak at another college called Taylor University. And when I, I was blown away, I'd never even heard of Taylor. And I spoke there and I'd never seen ever a student body like that. 
And because Jay Kessler was the president at that time, you didn't have to go to chapel. You got to go to chapel. And when I was speaking at that chapel and I said to him, how many kids are going to be here? And he said, it's funny you ask. He said, Tony Evans was the speaker last week and uh, it was packed. And I said, yeah, but they don't have to come right. And he says, I know what you're saying, Barnes. No one has heard of you. Uh, here, but they don't come for the speaker. They come because they don't have to come. They get to come. Wow. It was packed and up the aisles, and I was wow. blown away. And I went back and told Roby, and he went and visited Taylor, and he says, "This is unbelievable. What should I do?" And I said, "You have to choose." And I said, "Well," he said, "Well, I've already been accepted at Wheaton. You have to choose." And he said, "I'm thinking, Dad." And this is what he said to me: "That you want me to go to Wheaton so you can tell people I'm going to Wheaton." Wow. But I want to go to Taylor. And I said, I'm all in. Let's do this thing. Wow. And I realized that he might miss doing the right thing because he thinks all I want is the win or whatever he's perceived my win is. Rather the win than, for you, though. Exactly. Well, that's a great statement I wish you hadn't said on the air, but that's absolutely <laughs> an awesome, great statement. Dad, am I playing this game for you or am I playing this game for God? Mm-hmm. And so what's the win for God here in my life? But a lot of us, what success is in our life, the win in life, we want to honor God. We want to have good jobs so we can have food on the table and even a little bit of extra money so we can go to Disney World every once in a while. So I think if we narrow it down, it's just that. But then how come just with that, something so simple and something so seemingly innocent, it can get out of control? Why are we so busy if it just comes to, I just want to live comfortably and honor God with my family. And yet we turn around and like, how come I'm so stressed and all I want to do is just keep my job, have food on the table and go on a nice vacation every uh, do, once in a while. Do you need a little medication right now? You're getting a little Maybe worked I up. Maybe I do. No, no, you're right. But there's so much in what you said. All I want to do is honor God and. All I want to do is honor God and. And I, I think I want to live comfortably, but I keep changing what comfortably is. And it mm. keeps getting to be more and more. You know, I was laughing with a friend on the way up earlier while I was driving up here today, and we were laughing about finances and stuff like that. And I said, boy, I remember the day when it was big, when I could just fill up my car with gas. I have a whole tank of gas. And that was huge. That was the benchmark, a whole tank of gas. And when I was in graduate school, because I'd have to say, here, put $4 <laughs> in, I'll find some money elsewhere. Yeah. And, and, and we keep changing the benchmark. And so what happens is we keep changing the benchmark, and we're not grateful to God. And so he permits difficulties for us. They're not at us. Therefore, he chastens those he loves because it's, wow, son, you're missing. You're missing here. And so he tells us the story of these two guys, these religious leaders that walk by a man on the side of the road. And then a businessman, a Samaritan goes by and he's got a place to go. He's got a place to be, but he stops. He spends some money on this guy, puts him on his donkey, takes him on in. Mm -hmm. It's just astounding. And we forget There was a time when I would stop by the side of the road, and I had the most amazing experience happen to me just the other day. Rosemary and I spent three days in North Carolina, and we pulled out in the middle of nowhere at a stop sign, and there was a sleeping bag on the side of the road with a little thing over the towel where the head is of the sleeping bag. And I'm at the stop sign looking at him. I know I should stop. I know I should stop. And I went through all this excuse. My wife's here. I don't know what to do. We're in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'll I'll go give him 20 bucks because it's 38 degrees out there. But he can't eat 20 bucks. So I need to put him in my car. And I didn't put him in my car. But I wanted to put him in my car. But my wife's there. And I didn't really want to put him in my car. I used my wife as the excuse for not putting him (laughs) in the car. And we went on into Brevard and and, uh, got some groceries and got something to eat. And we came back. I can't get this off my mind. And the sleeping bag was still there. And uh, so I, I stopped. Was there someone in there? I stopped. Okay. Well, you know, you could see the whole outline of something in okay. that sleeping bag. I stopped and I <laughs> poked the sleeping bag and he didn't wake up. And I pushed the sleeping bag. And you're right. There was nothing in there. Somebody had discarded a sleeping bag because the filling was coming out or whatever you call the stuffing. Oh. And that's what looked like the blanket over his head. 
And I poked the bag, and there was nobody in there. And I got back in the car, and Rosemary said, what do you think that was all about? And I said, I don't know, but I know you're going to tell me. She says, yeah, I think it was a test. Wow. When you tell other people to do this, and you drove by, and she said, you didn't tell me, but I know you used me as the excuse for not stopping, didn't you? And she said, Bob. Yikes, she yeah. pinned you oh, down. Oh, she's awesome. She said, don't use me as an excuse, if that's what you were supposed to do. Mm. I think we know the right things to do, but we have all these reasons. And I think when it comes to our family time, Kids, other people are doing this and other schedule. people are accomplishing this, but it's not just outside, it's friendly fire too. Our kids are saying, can I do that and sign me up for that and sign me up for that? Why would they not? But they're looking at us to say, enough, turn the television off. We're going to have a family time. No, we're doing soccer, but we're not doing travel soccer. Even though the coach Roby's asking you to do travel soccer, it's time to go home and be still and know that I'm God. It's time to be family and it's time for mom and dad not to get their self-esteem fulfilled like this friend of mine who just bought a motor home solely for the purpose of traveling to travel soccer. And imagine what would happen if he gave that to his church instead. Imagine what would happen if he gave that money to his church or he gave that, you know, that motorhome to a local ministry, you know, like Sheridan House or wherever you live, Mm -hmm. where they could let families stay in there for a little bit or single moms stay in there when they're out of work. Imagine what would happen if we decided success is serving God. It's not just being comfortable. It's serving God because I keep changing what's comfortable. It gets bigger. I loved what I wanted so badly when I bought it until I bought it. Then I wanted more. Mm -hmm. And it's inculcated in me in the American way, more is better. And it's inculcated in you, if that's even a word I just came out with, that in, in the American mom, that more is better, signing them up for more is better. We've got to back up and not project this more and more and more on our children. So many people, especially here in South Florida, keep thinking, if I could just get to North Carolina and exhale, you can exhale here mm-hmm. and choose. I will not get caught on this great dry cleaner-like conveyor belt where I hook my family child by child on there and we go around the conveyor belt and get busy. It's time to back up and decide, what will I be glad I did? And we have to start doing it as parents first in our own lives, our own example. And that's probably the hardest part. Yes, mom, you got to back up. There's got to be a staff meeting. What really does my child need? What does my family need? We're going to continue talking about this tomorrow. Performance-enhancing parenting. Are we guilty as parents of over-busying our children? So I hope you join us tomorrow for that. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and all the resources available there, you can go online to shfm.org. That's shfm.org. And if you want to hear this broadcast again and read the corresponding blog, even sign up for it so it comes into your email box daily, you can find that online at parentingtoday.org. That's parentingtoday.org. And we do hope that you'll join us again tomorrow for another edition of Parenting Today. Parenting Today.